I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is KSL's Religion Today, a weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner, on KSL News Radio. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. In just a few days, we celebrate Independence Day, which is a day of freedom, a day celebrating. The founding of America, in the truest sense, because of the Constitution of the United States. Not 1611, as much as you might like that idea. The real issue is freedom. And here is the reason why that's so important. Take a look at Doctrine and Covenants, section 98, starting in verse 6, where the Lord says that he justifies you and your brethren of my church, quote, in befriending that law, which is the constitutional law of the land, and as pertaining to law of man whatsoever is more or less than this constitutional law of the land, cometh of evil. Why? Because in verse 8, the Lord says, quote, I, the Lord God, make you free. Therefore ye are free indeed, and the law also maketh you free. Close quote. The point here is that freedom is essential. Ever since the two opposing plans in the preexistence were brought forward, one which would essentially have coercion involved in it, lack of freedom, and the other one which was presented by Jesus was To allow freedom, people, even if they make mistakes, can learn the very most when they have agency and freedom. It is essential. That's why God said in section 98 that anything more or less than the constitutional laws of the land cometh of evil. Why? Because they take away freedom. A similar idea is found in section 101 starting in verse 77, where it says, the laws and constitution God suffered to be established and should be maintained for the rights and protection of all, according to just and holy principles. Why? So that, in verse 78, here again, everyone can act in doctrine and principle according to 
moral agency which God has given unto them, that every man might be accountable for their own sins in the day of judgment. And in verse 79, God explains why. Because it's not right for anyone to be in bondage one to another. And this is not just talking about slavery. Whenever you have laws and regulations that are not needed, it's a form of bondage or slavery. Someone has placed restrictions on someone else's ability to act. That's what a law is. So we have to be very careful about which laws are enacted and making sure that they're not too prolific. God says in verse 80 of section 101 that he established the constitution of this land by the hands of wise men whom he raised up unto this very purpose. These are such important precepts that we can scarcely really understand the importance of them while we're in the midst of them, unless we take the time to read them carefully. We live in an incredible era when only 38%, according to a recent poll, of the people who live in the United States are proud to be Americans. That, to me, is inconceivable. And the number, the percentage, has gone way down since World War II, which is probably close to the highest time of percentage. And perhaps maybe the Revolutionary War would have been way up there, but no poll looked at that issue at that point. America is a wonderful place. Why? Because despite all of its flaws, it is the place that ended slavery throughout the world. Great Britain also had a hand in it. This was something that was done and was based on the Constitution of the United States. And as a matter of fact, the Civil War and great loss of life, millions of people died so that everyone in this country could be free. And yet today you have many people who claim to be ashamed to be Americans and claim that we have a racist country here. For those people who think that's true, the only racist institutions of which I am actually aware are hiring committees at universities and institutions of higher learning. And apparently, according to the Supreme Court decision, which was recently rendered, that will no longer be the case, at least if they follow the law of the land, according to the Constitution and the U.S. Supreme Court in its recent decision. It's amazing to me that so many people want to judge on the basis of race. That is just striking to me. In his I Had a Dream speech, Martin Luther King Jr. said that he dreamed of what? A day when people would judge everyone based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And yet somehow people want to go back to the very thing that Martin Luther King was trying to get rid of the idea of race-based decisions. If we focus 
on empirical evidence, we will find that people in the United States of America who are not minorities are not racist because whenever there are studies that are done, it's found that they focus the very least on race of adult populations any in any place in the world. That is a remarkable fact. So the empirical evidence is just not there that other than with a few individuals who will always pop up occasionally here and there. It is just not true that there is any significant racism in this country. And I would challenge anybody who believes there is to be in touch, because as I've said many times on the air before, if you can find institutional racism, let me know. I've got about 20 different law firms that will take a case like that, and you will get a whole bunch of money because since the Civil Rights Act of 1964, it's been against the law in this country and juries will not permit it and neither will judges. So if you find it, be in touch. I'll give you a great referral. Here are some great quotes about the importance of freedom and about how great the United States of America is. Patriotism is not short, frenzied outbursts of emotion, but the steady dedication to freedom throughout a lifetime. Benjamin Franklin said, quote, where liberty dwells, there is my country, close quote. John F. Kennedy asked this question, a question which people do not seem to want to ask anymore or to promote anymore. Quote, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Close quote. President John F. Kennedy. This is an amazing time in which to live because sadly, some people actually teach their children that this country is not good and is racist. We need to educate people out of that kind of a flawed understanding of this country. I'm Martin Tanner talking to you today about religion, patriotism, Independence Day, and the founding of this nation. We'll be right back after this. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Religion Today with host Martin Tanner continues on KSL News Radio. We're back. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. This is our patri- patriotic and religious message just prior to Independence Day. 
If you have a question or comment about this program or any other program, please be in touch. Send your email questions to martinstanner at gmail.com, martinstanner at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to respond. I had a listener several weeks ago ask how to respond to some children who had left the church claiming I can no longer be part of a church which believes in the Old Testament because the Old Testament says that God destroyed not just the evil adults in Sodom and Gomorrah, but all of the children. And that when Noah and the ark uh, episode happened in the Bible, everyone died except those on the ark. Men, women, and children. And the comment was made, how do I respond to my own children who say they can't believe in a God who would allow for the destruction and even promote the destruction of innocent little children? Here's the answer. Just as Jesus said, if ye know the truth, the truth will make you free. What is truth? It's a correct, accurate knowledge of things. And if innocent children are raised in a circumstance where they don't learn the truth, and as a matter of fact, they learn false principles, or even presumably during the time of Moses and in Sodom and Gomorrah, evil principles, that is not a good context in which children ought to grow up because they will be destroyed spiritually if they are taught incorrect principles. And sadly, we have that kind of a thing happening in the United States today, where people are actually told this is a horrible country. It's fascinating to me that people from all over the world, of all different ethnic and religious backgrounds, want to come to the United States because it's the best place in the world. But young liberal white children and many minorities of all different sorts are taught to believe that this is a horrible place. So ironically, the people who live here and reap the benefits of freedom because they have not sufficiently been able to compare the freedoms that we have with other places are somehow taught to believe that this is a bad country. Very, very tragic, because it's not. With all of its flaws, it is a wonderful, wonderful place. True patriotism comes from a belief in the dignity of the individual, in freedom, and in equality of opportunity not freedom and equality of outcome. Forcing a specific outcome eliminates freedom, but giving equal opportunities 
as best we are able is the way to promote freedom here in the United States and elsewhere in the world. Freedom, when you get right down to it, is, according to the famous author Albert Camus, nothing but a chance to be better through freedom. It's important to know what freedom is. It's important that we let people know why America is what it is. America is a country centered around an ideal. And that ideal and that idea is freedom for everyone. That's what this country is about. Patriotism isn't something that consists in waving a flag, but in striving that our country shall be righteous as well as strong. There's a famous, fairly famous uh, psychologist today, Jordan Peterson, who says that if you are weak, it doesn't mean anything if you're a pacifist or if you allow freedom. Why? Because you have no ability to change it. If, however, you are strong and you advocate for and allow freedom, then you are wise and you have done something great because you could create tyranny, but instead, with your strength, you are allowing for freedom. It's a little bit like ancient Sparta, which said that the best way to have peace is to prepare for war, meaning that if you have great strength, no one will seek to take you over and take away your freedoms, and then you will have freedom, freedom through strength. National pride to the United States is what self-respect is to individuals. It's a necessary condition it's a necessary thing for self-improvement. We must have self-respect as a nation. This country is not just a certain land area. It's not mountains or rivers or coasts. It is a principle of patriotism and loyalty to that idea. This country is one that is so great that one of the earliest patriots, Nathan Hale, said, quote, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country, close quote. Think of that. How many people would say that today? I hope there are many. And here's a quote from a controversial figure, Malcolm X, who has said some pretty bizarre things, but this quote, I think, is fabulous. Quote, you can't separate peace and freedom because no one can be at peace unless they are free. Close quote. That is true. Those who are not free, those who are imprisoned, are not at peace. In another comment about this time of year since Memorial Day has passed not too long ago, let us never forget those who gave down their life 
for our country. Those in the Pacific, those at D-Day, those in Normandy, those ever since who have fought and continue to fight for freedom in this country. Because freedom is not free. It takes a great price to have freedom. It's not something that's just given to you, and we must not take it for granted. Another thought, this one by Henry James, quote, Patriotism is like charity. It begins at home. It begins with every little deed, close quote. As we think about this country with all of its flaws, let us focus on the great things about this country and about the future. And as we pay attention to its flaws, may we work to eliminate them. May we be proud of this country and may we seek to always improve it and bring it back on course so that we have constitutional laws of the land just as God has suggested in Doctrine and Covenants sections 98 and 101. I'm Martin Tanner. Join me again next week. This is Religion Today. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.